The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, you bet. Welcome to it. Disability Law Show. Skulls here. Savannah Tamarkin ready to uh, to take off with the information here. I'll give you some contact right away anytime. Disabilityrights.ca. The website, the email, help at disabilityrights.ca. Couldn't be simpler. The phone number anytime. 1-855-821-5900. And mydisabilityquestions.com. Another wonderful resource for you. Absolutely free for you to use anytime. Got a busy show again this time around. Savannah, what's so what's going on, pal? How are you? I'm very good, John. It's been Excellent. a very busy week as always. Gr- uh, great to be here with everyone. Uh, and, and again, you know, let's just make sure, John, that everybody knows what it is that we do here. Uh, mm-hmm. We educate the public about insurance-related issues, specifically long-term disability. And one of the items that I want to speak about, which uh, is not about long-term disability, but it's very prominent in the news over the past few weeks, was a class action that uh, we had initiated through our firm in conjunction with another law firm. Uh, and it's a national class action in relation to travel insurance claims. And, uh, you know, if you were to Google my name or uh, the defendant, which is TD Bank and TD Insurance, that's who uh, is responsible here that we think uh, did wrong uh, by an individual by the name of Kevin Lyons. Kevin Lyons found himself in the same position as many other individuals out there uh, who, because of COVID, had to cancel his vacation plans, his family's vacation plans to Europe in March. And he put in a trip cancellation claim through his uh, TD credit card and uh, he, w- he was denied. He was denied that claim as a result of being offered a credit for his cruise. And our position is that anyone out there who has been denied their travel insurance claim on the basis of uh, being offered credits or vouchers, which, by the way, nobody even knows when you can use these, given the current pandemic, uh, you know, it should be looking at their insurance policy. And unless the insurance policy specifically says that the insurance company can deny your claim on the basis of receiving a credit, they should be reimbursing you. So, you know, if you're in, the, in that same situation, give me a call or, or uh, um, email me, go to our website and get some more information about this. Uh, now, John, let me just pivot here because we do have a guest and I want to get to our guest. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I want to make sure people know we do have offices across Ontario and in British Columbia. Uh, we have lawyers on the ground in both places. Not currently in the office, but we're still able to help individuals uh, across those provinces with their employment issues and with their disability issues. And one of the first things that comes to mind now when we're dealing with COVID is the psychological impact of this pandemic and what it's doing to people. And I'm going to get to this a bit later in the show, and we're going to answer some emails and calls. But what I want to talk about is that uh, this pandemic has taken a huge psychological toll on Canadians. And, and, and you know, right now, everybody is, uh, many people are in isolation. Many people are feeling alone. You know, very few people are attending any gatherings because of restrictions. Uh, so I do have a guest here. And, uh, you know, perhaps, John, you can introduce him. Uh, you know, he what he does, I think, is something that is, is really needed out there and, and, and something that people need to understand is still available. Uh, and, and, you know, his business is located uh, in the GTA, in, in Toronto, in Ontario. I'm sure there are businesses like this in British Columbia as well, but it is important that people know about this place, and if you have a celebration, uh, he can definitely help you out. So, John, if you want to introduce him, let's have a chat with him. 
You bet. It's our good pal of the show, Amelia Lizarov. Now, Amelia, you and I have talked before. I know you're good friends with Savan. You are the owner and operator of the Avenue Banquet Halls. I can't wait to talk about this, Savan, and what uh, what Emil has done uh, with his wife, Julia, and his staff during these COVID times is uh, is truly uh, remarkable. Honestly, it's an amazing thing, and more people should follow this lead. Emil, welcome to the show, brother. How? Uh, Thank you so much, Gary. Yeah, Thank man. Give, so us, uh, give us a basic rundown of what you guys did. Um, first of all, we should mention that you took uh, ownership and operation of the Avenue Banquet Halls. Uh, your timing in was fantastic. February of this year. <laughs> just, just very excited. And oh we had a beautiful God. transition time of 45 days, which exactly <laughs> took us to the first day of closure of COVID. So that, oh. that was that was exciting and frightening at the same time. Yeah. Um, but uh, with, the, with the great help of the community and the people around, uh, we were able to pull a few, few things out. And from something very, very, very simple, it grew up into something uh, very, very beautiful. Well, a lot of businesses just kind of like, as you said, they sat there on their laurels and just waited for it to end and got whatever government benefit they could get. What did you guys do? Well, unfortunately, the government benefit would not help us in any way. When you have ah. a $40,000 rent a month, uh, it's really hard to live on a $40,000 loan and with no other uh, help from the government and your your doors are closed. You're not allowed to bring anybody. And if you are bringing anybody, you are slapped on your wrist with a big hefty fine. So nobody uh, took any chances within our industry. Uh, so we, we started to do takeouts, and from the stakeout came out the beautiful initiative of supporting uh, Mackenzie Health uh, uh, from our, one of our friends who said, uh, listen, I have uh, a, a nurse, uh, she's the mother of my good friend, and I want to help. They're supporting the COVID unit, and I really, really want to help. So I said, amazing, let's do something for them. Let's give them warm lunches. Uh, and we put the price together that was to cover the cost of the staff, to cover the cost of the food, and we did the shopping ourselves, Julia and I, and did the deliveries ourselves, and uh, from that simple initiative that we wanted to support only 30, uh, it was 37 um, nurses and doctors in the COVID unit, Uh, we advertised, not advertised, we just like put the word out in uh, in our our, uh, um, social media channels, and we're able to gather enough funds to support uh, 147 uh, meals to the hospital, so that, that, that was beautiful and incredible and from there on people just heard of those initiatives and start calling and, uh, and, and and trying to help trying to help and this this is something that was really really beautiful during the time to see the community coming together and helping and supporting our our frontline heroes you know, we, we now 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 it all died out but we need to remember there were those are our super heroes back in uh, back in March April and May and June it was. Uh, it's a really, really cool thing, Emil. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us again. Owner operator of the Avenue Banquet Hall. So basically, in a nutshell, what you did is you pivoted rather quickly and kept your staff employed by putting these meals together via donation, and you fed the frontline workers during COVID nineteen who were out there battling every day. Man, it was nice. You got personalized little boxes for people who donated. I was so happy to donate. I know Savan <laughs> and his family did as well. Um, what uh, what can you offer now in terms of celebrations? Because there is some restrictions back and forth. Of course, we're, of course, we're still in the middle of COVID. So, how are you guys handling that? Well, we uh, usually the, the way everyone is trying to to handle this. Uh, we're trying to be very humane about it. First of all, with our clients and and understand their situation, understand uh, what, what, what the, the, the problems uh, and the restrictions that we have, and still trying to treat it as a celebration. 
so we, we have uh, our clients that we deal with, and we have new clients that coming from different venues that unfortunately had to shut down and could not uh, survive COVID and help them with their events and, and planning uh, weddings in two, three weeks and planning different events in a in, in couple of weeks and just putting it together. We, we have a great uh, kitchen uh, that produces be- beautiful meals, and we have a big, um, amazing staff that's helping us uh, uh, in, 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 in organizing all those events. And we have a beautiful audiovisual system in our venue, and we we are making the best that we can for uh, for for our clients. And and the feedback from the clients that are coming to us, new clients that had to uh, change <laughs> their plans last minute because mm-hmm. their venues shut down, um, it, it's it's incredible. This so is really important, John. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I just want to. I just want to say this: that my wife and I actually got married in this venue. Uh, so for us, this goes a long way back. And you know what's amazing to me is is when I speak with Emil and Julia that they're still doing celebrations there again within within government you know guidelines. Yep. Uh, but for anyone out there, uh, you know, I- I- anywhere in the GTA and beyond, you want to do a celebration, you want to do a birthday, a wedding, uh, you know, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, what, whatever it is, a graduation. Whatever it is, Emil and Julia can get it done for you. So, so I would really, really urge people just check out their website. You'll see what I'm talking about. And, and Emil, if you can give the website and, and your phone number, uh, you guys have been absolutely great with people. And, and you know, every time you tell me there's a celebration, I see some pictures of what's going on there. It's as though COVID doesn't even exist. That goes back to my original point. You know that that people need this right now. They don't have to wait until COVID is over again, because you guys are doing everything within the guidelines that the government has prescribed. So, you know, what's the website? What's the phone number? How can people reach you? All right. So the website is theavenuebanquethall.com. Theavenuebanquethall.com. Phone number is nine zero five six six nine zero seven seven seven. Um, you can check our social media as well on Instagram, Avenue Banquet Hall, uh, and our Facebook, The Avenue Banquet Hall. So uh, we're here. We're here to help with any, 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 any help uh, with events. We have two rooms. We have two venues uh, attached together. Uh, one is The Avenue Banquet Hall, and second one, a little bit smaller, uh, cozier, called The uh, Boulevard Room. Um, and, and we're here to help with everything that anyone needs regarding celebration, organizing, a last-minute events, um, anything. Phenomenal. This really is just good phenomenal. stuff, Emil. Yeah. Really good stuff. Appreciate you hanging with us for a few minutes. Again, we like to we like to plug local community stuff, especially uh, you know folks like Emil and his wife who are doing uh, doing the good work and really decided to muck in during COVID and turn it back and pay it forward to the uh, the frontline workers. It was really good. So we hope you get that back. Uh, you know, a thousand Thank you so much there. when it comes to business, man. It's really good. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you hanging hanging there with us. But we're going to take a short break. I know we got so much to cover here, uh, Savan. We'll get to that and your emails as well. Help at dis. AbilityRights.ca is the way. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
And we are right back at it. You can reach out to uh, Savannah and his team anytime as well. Email help at disabilityrights.ca. The website, mydisabilityquestions.com, is there for you as well. There is a, a rather large database of people who have laid their questions on that website, got them answered in depth. You can search through the database or leave your uh, leave your questions there, and the team will get back to them. And, of course, the phone number anytime, toll-free, one 855 5,900. Uh, Savannah, talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, psych issues uh, during COVID, the psychological and the impact on long-term disability, because I know it's had a very large one and continues to do so, right? 100%. And you know, John, I was just talking with uh, our colleagues here at the firm, uh, you know, again, both in Ontario and BC, we, we had a chat and uh, I, I sort of described the initial stages of COVID as being a shock to the system, to the whole world. Canada, obviously, part of being, you know, being part of the world, uh, you know, everybody was in shock, but people were trying to, to get their bearings. Now that we are sort of entering into, into the fall, uh, you know, we are now in, in into the, the, the long haul, so to speak. You know, the vaccines are on the horizon, uh, but it's going to be more of a marathon. And we yeah. really need to to stay the course and, and, and just to make it through. This is not permanent. We will come out the other side. It's going to happen. History shows us it's going to happen. Now, I read an article recently on CBC that said, that COVID-19 could break uh, Ontario's mental health system. I suspect this is not just Ontario. I suspect it's, again, Canada-wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some psychologists have had a solution, which I'm very much in support of, which is that, uh, you know, we do have uh, a... a uh, "Quote unquote free healthcare in Canada, which which is great. Uh, it's obviously very helpful, but I do think that psychologists need to be included as part of that. People will need this help; they already do. And I can tell you from a long-term disability standpoint, I see and speak with more. I mean, I see via Zoom uh, and speak by phone and, and email with more and more people from across the country." who are telling me that they are applying for long-term disability because of COVID-19-related psychological illnesses. They, they, they are you know, in depression. They have anxiety. They have phobias. They have post-traumatic stress disorder. This is breaking people down. And, and what, what is really frightening to me is that my prediction initially, when we spoke about this back in March, is coming true, which is that insurance companies... Long-term disability insurers are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is, right. you know, to cover people. Remember, if you have long-term disability coverage, whether you purchase it privately or you have it through work as, as, as part of your benefits package, if you are unable to work as a result of a psychological illness or an injury or a mental health condition, uh, or a physical one, frankly, or a combination, and your doctor supports you being off work, your insurance company should approve you for short-term and or long-term disability, whatever you have. And if you are denied, you should be contacting us. You should be letting me know so that I can put you in touch with the right people at the firm. We will talk with you for free about your legal options. The one thing I don't want people to, to do is to simply walk away from these benefits that are owed to them. You know, it's one thing to go to, to uh, a psychiatrist or your doctor. You know, this is, again, paid by the government. But remember, these insurance companies were also, you know, they were paid premiums f- mm-hmm. for this coverage. Right. So so it's really important to understand that you do have these rights. We can help you. In, that's in fact, what we do each and every day across BC and across Ontario, we help people who've been denied long-term disability get the benefits that they're owed. 
Look, don't hesitate to reach out, seriously, if only for a conversation. Savan or James Tamar, one of his very capable team, will uh, will take care of you in that regard. one 821 5900 The chat is free, and you'll get some information. Disabilityrights.ca is the uh, website you want to uh, mosey on over to. want to get to our first email of the day. Uh, Savan, this one comes from Donna. Donna writes in, says, Guys, my husband suffers from bipolar disorder, major depression, and anxiety. His family doctor and psychiatrist said that he should uh, be off work because of his disability. He's 40 and worked as a project manager, making over 100k a year. He was put on temporary layoff at the end of November 2019 and was approved for LTD around December same year. He was cut off in July of this year because the insurer said that they think that he should be able to go back to work. He appealed that decision, and his appeal, shockingly, was rejected this past week. Can you help him? Donna, absolutely we can help your husband. And John, this is exactly the kind of things we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I, again, I get these emails and voicemails. I speak to people like this all the time. And, and Donna, I can only imagine the stress that both of you are under. Look, if, if Donna's husband, uh, if he's unable to work and his family doctor and psychiatrist, and by the way, a psychiatrist is a medical doctor, uh, not to take away from psychologists. I mean, psychologists are extremely knowledgeable and, and, tr- and highly trained. But as, you know, whenever you have someone that's treating you, whether it's a psychotherapist, psychiatrist, family doctor, whoever it is, uh, and they know you, they know your condition, and they can comment on your condition, uh, in a, in a, in an intelligent way, uh, and they say you are unable to work from their perspective, mm-hmm. and you apply to the insurance company, and they deny you, you have a claim. Now, in this case, with Donna's husband, uh, he, he was approved for LTD, and now he was cut off. Well, he was cut off back in July. And, and again, think about this. The insurance company says, we think he should be able to go back to work. What, what does that mean? What does it mean that the insurance company, who, the adjuster? What qualifications does that adjuster have to override the family doctor and the psychiatrist and say that this individual can go back to work? Now, what I typically see, I'll tell you this, John, I typically see insurance companies uh, taking those kinds of files, like like Donna's husband's file, giving it to one of their quote-unquote consultants, often they're not even doctors, uh, and having them review them without even talking to the claimant, and then making a conclusion in the abstract, uh, in, in the abstract, just, just just by reviewing the, the the documents and saying, no, we believe that this person is is capable of going back to work. When you know th- this is absolute nonsense, obviously, because this individual is clearly unable to. Clearly, he's suffering. Clearly, his family doctor and psychiatrist don't agree. Now, this person here, Donna's husband, has a claim. However, he did what many people do, which is he appealed that decision. And John, you and I spoke about appeals many, many times. These appeals, when the insurance company cuts you off or tells you that they're denying your claim, they always invite you to appeal those denials and those cutoffs. That, to me, my friends, is is ludicrous. And 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 frankly, it, it creates a situation where you're you are in, even under more stress. Why? Because you think that this appeal is some kind of a formal process, like you're appealing to a third party, to an adjudicator, someone outside of the insurance company. That's not what happens. What happens in these cases is that you're appealing to the exact same insurance company that denied you in the first place. So I'm not surprised that Donna's writing to us and saying that he was rejected this past week. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, we can help. Unfortunately, she only contacted us now, months and months after, in fact, he was cut off. The reality is that if you let us know the moment you are cut off or even before even before you are cut off. Because you know, John, uh, when people are on LTD and they're cut off benefits, the insurance company generally gives them a heads up. 
they tell you a few weeks or a few months before you're cut off that they're going to cut you off. Don't wait until that cutoff date because they're going to do it. You know, the train tracks yeah. are coming to an end. You no will kidding. go over the cliff. You need to contact us as soon as you are told that your benefits will end at some point in the future. Let us get into the picture right there and then. Let us try and, first of all, avoid that cutoff. Let us actually communicate with the insurance company. And if we're unable to, quote-unquote, persuade them not to do so, at least you'll be in a legal position to, to really put the screws to them to make sure that uh, you know they can simply do whatever they want. And, and, and this is, again, what we do. I mean, we deal with these insurance companies each and every day, so we understand how to handle them. We understand how to get them to the table to pay you what you're owed. You want to get to uh, an email you uh, you had just come in. What's uh, what's up the, with that, pal? Yeah, I just got an email. Let me just read that to you. This is, uh, again, one of those tragic type emails that um, I'm going to obviously not mention the individual's name or the insurance mm-hmm. company. So here's what this person writes. It says, um, hello, I'm honestly not sure if I have a case or not. I'm a federal civil servant and have been since 2000. My current LTD claim was approved by, then he gives the name of the insurance company, I recently was diagnosed with squamous cell carcinoma, a form of cancer on the left side of my face. I have been undergoing radiation therapy treatment since August 31st. I have to attend a total of 33 radiation sessions on weekdays, so the treatments will end on the second week of October. It was also recommended that I receive chemotherapy treatment once a week for the duration of the radiation. I received one treatment of chemo on the week of August 31st, but I found the side effects so debilitating that I removed myself from further chemotherapy treatments, although I'm still undergoing radiation. My question is, can I have long-term disability claim refused for removing myself from further chemo treatments? I mean, think about this, John, for a second. This person who's undergoing probably one of the most challenging things he's ever undergone in his life, he's focusing on trying to survive and live, is writing to me because he's afraid that his insurance company, which is supposed to be there for him, at the worst of times, he's afraid that they're going to cut him off. So, you know, my response to him is simply going to be, no, don't worry about that. Can the insurance company cut you off? Yes, they can always cut you off for anything. They can cut you off, John, for wearing the wrong colored shirt. No kidding. That's not to yeah. say that they have, right? And that's not. And we've seen situations where they've cut people off for the most stupid reasons, ludicrous reasons. And but but this is when we get involved. This is this is why it's so important to reach out to us because we can tell you if the insurance company is on legal grounds, on solid legal grounds or not. And more often than not, they're not. In this case, if the insurance company cuts off this person from LTD uh, because he removed himself from these chemo treatments, but he's still undergoing radiation with, with again, th- this this is all in conjunction with presumably his oncologist, right? His oncologist is supporting him. If the insurance company takes the position that he's in non-compliance of treatments, which is the basis for why they would be potentially cutting him off, I'm telling you, John, if I got involved in there, I would not just go after the insurance company for what they owe this gentleman. I would go after them for extra contractual damages. That's punitive damages. That's to punish them. Because I have seen insurance companies take the most stupid positions out there and cut people off right when they are at their absolute worst you know, health situation. And then they have to deal with their doctors and, and trying to survive and all the bills are piling up. And at the same time, dealing with this insurance company that is doing this at the worst possible time. And that's just, this is why we're here. And as soon as we get into the picture, and it's not just us, John, it's lawyers like us, lawyers who do the type of work that we do, disability work. We are here to protect you, to be that wall between you and the insurance company, except that we don't just play defense. We play offense. We go after the insurance company, 
and we make sure that first of all they're off your back we're the ones communicating with them and secondly that if they dare cut you off benefits we are going to be right there again putting the screws to them making sure that they cannot get away from it uh, uh, with it they're going to have to pay you exactly what you're owed under the law well, like, like you've said so many times, it's a numbers game with the insurance company. So they're gonna they're gonna cut you off, even a crazy situation like that. And they're betting on the fact that maybe six, seven, eight out of ten people will just lay down because they figured, well, the insurance company must know. I guess I don't qualify, or I should be cut off, right? Absolutely, it is a numbers game. You know, for the insurance companies, it's a numbers game. They understand that the majority of people out there, or many people at least that they cut off or they tell them, you, you know, you, you are denied because you have insufficient medical documents to prove your claim, they know that many people will walk away from their cases. And by the way, I know this because I'm contacted again each week by people across the country who hear this show, who see our TV show, who read about us online, and they contact me. And when I read their emails and, and the description of what they've gone through, I can tell you, they had cases, I say had, because they contacted me too late. Remember that in Ontario and BC, there is a two-year limitation period for starting legal claims. If you were cut off or denied long-term disability three years ago, or, or let's even say two years ago plus a day, I cannot help you most likely because you are beyond that limitation period. The limitation period, the clock for your legal rights to go after the insurance company starts ticking from the date of your first denial. There are some exceptions, but you don't want to deal with those exceptions. You don't want to be one of those people who contacts me more than two years after you were first denied or cut off LTD. As soon as you are cut off or, or, or denied LTD, that's when you contact me. And here's how you do that as we get to a break. We'll get to your phone calls as well. one 821 5900 disabilityrights.ca, the website, and put a help at in front of that, help at disabilityrights.ca for the email address, which we'll get back to as well. This is the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to Disability Law Show. You bet to reach out here uh, any time that we're, uh, we're not on the air doing the show. Here's how you get a hold. It's one uh, 821 5900 help at disabilityrights.ca, but always the caller's top priority. Sean, thanks for standing by. How are you? Hello. Hi, Sean. Oh uh, yeah, it's actually John. But uh, yeah, my okay. wife uh, had a. She was off. She broke her arm, and she was on her benefit plan through work uh, last year. She injured her arm in March, and she was on benefits till July. But she was supposed to have benefits till September 2019. The employee, even the employer, agreed with that. But for some reason, the insurance company benefit plan, whatever you want to call it, says that she should have went back to work like on a limited basis because of what she can lift. But even, but even the employer doesn't agree with that. What do I do in terms of, hmm. uh, and I've tried to get the benefit company to provide, uh, find what they uh, call, I think it's something to do with the ombudsman that deals with that particular industry. And they have not released that to me yet. So how do I, and it's been stalling you now for about over a year now. So Don, let me ask you, first of all, is she still getting benefits or was she actually cut off? Oh, she was cut off. Yeah, she should be. When like, was she, she cut off? Cut that, um, July 2019. 
Wow, last year. Okay, and and yeah, no, so, I've been dealing with this for, for over a year now. Like, like I said, like even the oh employer, Lord. both okay. the employer and the doctor mm-hmm. both agree that she should have went back to work September 2019. But the adjudicator with the insurance company said no, she should have went to. There was no restrictions on that her lifting ability because she's a nurse. So both the employer and doctor agree, but the insurance company is not. I've been fighting them for over a year for now for this. Okay, and what's her condition now? Is she able to go back to work? Oh yeah, she yeah she went to back okay. she went back to work as scheduled in September two thousand nineteen. Okay, as okay, scheduled I understand. Both the doctor and the employer. I understand. So she was on short term disability at the beginning, then, right? Um. Yeah. She, what What happened? Her benefit plan's a little weird. She went on short term disability. Then she went on EI, and then and then I think she went on long term disability, and then back to work. It was kind okay, of a, yeah, so, it was kind of a convoluted situation with the the ability that she had to go on EI for a while and then back onto the benefits. Okay, I understand. So you're talking about a specific period of time that she ought to have been paid, but she wasn't paid because Correct. she was prematurely cut off. I understand. Okay, and this is something that happens quite often. Uh, I'm not surprised that you've been struggling with them, and and you know the ombuds person is not going to help you. They're not. Uh, I'm assuming you went through an appeal process. Is that something you tried to well, do? I'm, try- I'm trying to. I, I contact the right. oddbodsman. The odd one said you need to get a particular document. I forget what the name of it's called. Mm-hmm. Something that shows their final position. And the yep. insurance company has not given me that, but they said this is what our final position is. But it wasn't with that particular name that the ombudsman was looking for. Right, I understand. Okay, and this is something that happens quite often, Don. I can tell you right right now. I mean, we've dealt with many nurses uh, th- that have been injured or have had illnesses, and they're cut off prematurely. And what you're experiencing right now—the fact that she was cut off back last July—and and, you know, we are now into the fall of 2020. You're still dealing with this. You know, this is emblematic of exactly the kind of stuff that we talk about here. Uh, my suggestion to you is this. Let's let's touch base after the show just because I need to unpack a few things here. I need to understand what documents you have sent them. Uh, but, but I can tell you we deal with these kinds of cases all the time. One of the issues to consider, obviously, is, you know, for what period of time exactly are you seeking benefits? In, in some instances, like in your wife's case, it's a limited time, right, because she's able to go back to By the way, did she go back to work to the same position or to a modified position? No, she went back to her. She went back to work in her regular position as mm-hmm. per the employer and the doctor. They both agreed. Usually, it's the, the employer fighting the doctor, but in this case, they both agree, and the insurance benefit company said, "Oh no!" So it, that's even weirder because the employer and doctor both agree anyway. Yeah, I understand. I understand. No, no, this is something that we see all the time, and and again, this is very, very problematic. Well, obviously. You know, for, for for you know, for many individuals out there, John, this is something. I'm going to talk to Don after after air, uh, yeah. after after the show. Uh, but but this is something again. Uh, you know, whether you're a nurse or a business person or a teacher, we deal with a ton of teachers. And by the way, teachers now, I mean nurses again, frontline workers. Just imagine what they're dealing with. But but you know, th- th- these kinds of things happen all the time, and they infuriate me because who is this insurance company? I I mean, it doesn't matter what the name of, but these adjusters who make these decisions, these adjudicators, I mean, they're not adjudicators, they're simply adjusters, they're claims managers, and, and they manage these kinds of claims day in and day out. They make decisions that influence people's and families' lives, and they go contrary to what our doctors are saying. 
you know, the doctors that take care of these individuals. So I'm going to be able to help Don. Uh, again, <laughs> the fact that he's telling us on air that he's going around in circles since July of last year, you know, that proves my point. My concern is that someone like him and other people continue to go around in circles and then they pass that two-year mark that we spoke about last segment. Right. And remember, you only have two years to start a legal claim against the insurance company. Once you pass that deadline, the insurance company will not care what you do. Because if you start a legal claim, their lawyers are going to try and knock it out through a, a what's called a, a motion or an application to the court to say you're out of time. So as soon as you are cut off or as soon as you are denied disability, you need to reach out to us so we can tell you what your options are. We're not going to force you to do anything. You can choose to do whatever you want with the information we give you, but that will empower you. And remember, it's free. And if you don't want to talk to me, you don't want to talk to a member of my team, you don't want to talk to any lawyer, go to our website. All of these episodes, these radio episodes, TV episodes, tons and tons of information is on our website, disabilityrights.ca, and it's there on purpose to give you this information so we can even that playing field or maybe even tilt it in your favor when you are dealing with your insurance company. Again, as uh, Savan just said, disabilityrights.ca, past radio shows, TV shows as well. You want to lay some questions down when we're not uh, doing the show, mydisabilityquestions.com. And to uh, to reach out afterwards uh, for you, Don, as well, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll continue. Disability Law Show coming right back on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All right, welcome back. You want to go to mydisabilityquestions.com anytime for free questions and answers about LTD. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. And toll free to uh, Savan and the team, one 855 821 5,900. Going to move on to uh, an email here, Savan from Khalid. Khalid says, I was on short-term disability and was cut off prematurely in November 2018, almost two years ago. I then applied for long-term and was denied. I hired a lawyer, but nothing has been done for all that time. I have a degenerative disc disorder, and my family doctor and spinal surgeon both agree that I can't work. I've been a courier driver for many years. I don't know what should be happening on my file and was wondering if you could give me an idea how long it should take to resolve this kind of claim. Oh boy, Khalid, I I really don't like to get these kinds of emails, Um, but I understand why you wrote it and I'm happy you wrote it. I just don't like it. And I don't like it because really your lawyer should be able to explain or should have explained everything to you from the outset and throughout the process. Um, so, so let me give you a, a primer on these long-term disability claims and what happens with them generally. Remember, every case is different. I don't know the specifics of your case, but you've given us some information here. So first of all, uh, you were cut off, uh, you say prematurely in November 2018, almost two years ago. If you hired your lawyer back then or around that time, I can tell you we have, I don't know if we even have any long-term disability claims in our office that have gone on for a couple of years. I I mean, we resolve these kinds of claims sometimes with a single letter. Sometimes it takes us a few weeks, sometimes a few months. Rarely does it go over a year. And the reason for that is because unlike a regular personal injury claim, you know, if you're injured in a car accident or a slip and fall, 
it takes time for us to assess the impact of those injuries on you. If you have a, a brain injury, God forbid, or some other injury, we don't know necessarily the full impact that that's going to have on you until maybe two, three, four years later, depending on the severity of the injury and, and the complexity of your case. Long-term disability claims are very different. They're different because, uh, especially in Khalid's case, John, because he's already been on disability. He's been on disability for a while, and then the insurance company decided in their great wisdom to cut him off. And, and you know, when these kinds of things happen, the insurance company already have all the medical documents. They actually come into the picture. They, they are in the picture before we are. So they know a lot more about the case than we actually do. So it's really important to understand, Khalid, that your lawyer should should be in touch with you. Now, let me tell you what happens in our office when somebody contacts us. Um, our intake team contacts the individual, gets the information that that uh, the, you know the individual is giving us about the disability, the reason for denial, what have the doctors said, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Then an appointment, a phone appointment generally, especially now during COVID, is, is placed with one of us, one of my team members or myself. We speak on the phone or on Zoom, and uh, we go through your fact scenario. You understand what happened. We review the denial letter, any medical documents you give us, etc. We tell you then if you have a case or not. We tell you if the insurance company is correct or not. In your case, just based on what you're describing here with your degenerative disc disorder and everything else, spinal surgeon and family doctor, everybody saying you cannot work. To me, just from what you've written to us, superficially, I can tell you you have a case, and I don't know why the insurance company would have decided to cut you off. What I would do in that situation, I would not go back and forth with the insurance company. I wouldn't waste my time on that. I would simply start a legal claim immediately. And there is a reason for that. We can spend a whole show talking about why a legal claim, rather than an appeal, or rather than back and forth communications with the insurance company are so crucial. But once we start that legal claim, the insurance company must respond. They cannot ignore it because we've started a process that is outside of their control. They must now adhere to the rules of procedure, okay? The, 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 the legal procedure. They get a defense lawyer involved. At that point, there is usually a preliminary discussion between the, the defense lawyer and us, uh, and we see if we can resolve the claim right there and then with your instructions. So that usually takes weeks, at most a month or two, max. If that does not resolve things, we proceed to the next step, and they can be a mediation, that's usually what happens. We gather all the documents we need. We give it to the insurance company. They give us their file. We can assess to see how badly they've screwed up. And trust me, mm-hmm. the screw-ups that we have seen when we've gotten insurance companies' files, you know, many of these adjusters don't know what they're doing. And, and, and the reason why that's important is because that's something that allows us then to really put the squeeze on the insurance company to pay individuals what they're owed. So I can tell you that there is a lot more to the process down the road, but generally that's usually when we resolve these kinds of claims. And, and usually it's just between us and the insurance company. We try to not involve you and, 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 and you know other members of your family. I mean, you are the ones giving us instructions. We have to make sure you're updated. That's absolutely critical. But you're telling me you have a lawyer right now and you don't know what's happening on your case and it's been going on for two years? Major, major red flags with that. Now, I hate telling people, John, to switch lawyers. In fact, I usually tell people, try not to switch lawyers, okay? That's the last resort. But what you need to do, Khalid, you need to communicate to your lawyer in writing that you have concerns about the fact that you don't know what's going on, the fact that, uh, you know, it's been two years now, you need to make an appointment by Zoom, by phone, 
whatever in person if 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 that's possible uh within the restrictions we have and you need to get information and if the lawyer is ignoring you well then you have other options you can leave that lawyer and frankly any lawyer that miscommunicates or does not communicate does not respond to emails or 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 phone calls to me that's substandard service this is respectful and no client no matter if it's disability criminal law family law tax law you should never allow your lawyer to ignore you remember it's your case it's your case Khalid so if you want to get in touch with me after the show I'll be more than happy to speak with you but please for anyone out there remember when you're hiring a lawyer and I'm talking as a lawyer when you're hiring a lawyer if you feel that that lawyer is treating you like he's he or she's doing you a favor that is the wrong lawyer for you they are working for you you're not working for them okay so let's just get that clear and for all the lawyers out there show some respect I mean I don't know who Khalid's lawyer here is John but what what what's happening here is completely inappropriate and I would highly advise Khalid to make sure that this lawyer understands that he's working for Khalid Khalid you just want to reach out and get some more information from Savan you could do so easy it's help at disabilityrights.ca as you know the email address I'm gonna give you the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred I think we got time uh, quickly to get to Lauren. We've got a couple minutes to go here. My husband was in a motorcycle accident about two years ago. He suffered a mild brain injury, and since then he's had memory issues. He can't focus. He worked as an accountant but has been able to go back to work, or hasn't been able to go because of his injuries. He recently applied for CPP disability and was accepted, but just before he was accepted, he was told by his LTD adjuster that his benefits will stop December of this year. They say that he doesn't qualify for LTD after two years. His doctors say that he can't return to any type of work because of his injuries, and he's only 48 years old. Can you help him? Oh, my God, John. I'm supposed to just deal with this <laughs> email in, in a minute and a half? I okay, know. well, here are the close notes. Lauren, we can help your husband, but this is a complicated situation. We definitely have to speak off air. Uh, he potentially has a major, major injury claim here, depending on, on, on what happened with the accident, who caused it. I can tell you right now, if the government, if the government accepted your husband for CPP disability, and it's not an easy thing to do, and then the insurance company cut him off, he definitely has a claim against the insurance company. And for them to tell him that after 24 months he doesn't qualify, John, we see this all the time. That's when in LTD policies, the definition of total disability changes from any occupation to, sorry, from, from own occupation to any occupation. Uh, so, so I can tell you right now, Lauren, I can definitely help your husband. Please get in touch with me after the show. Let me speak with you and him just so he has the information he needs and you have the information you need to make uh, a, 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 a proper decision on how to proceed. But don't wait on this. This is crucial. 48 years old, John, a brain injury. I mean, this is... Lauren, we're talking about a claim potentially in the six to seven figure range on the injury claim potentially, and and maybe the same or more on the long term disability front. So let's get in touch after the show. I'll give you all the information you guys need, and then you can decide as as a family, as a couple, how you want to proceed. Awesome. We are done for the day. Reach out indeed. That goes for you as well. You want to have a chat? No problem. Toll free. one 821 5900 Email is help at disability rights. The uh, website rather disabilityrights.ca. Past radio shows and links to our television show can be found there as well. And we'll catch you next time on the Disability Law Show. This is the Global News Network. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.